Welcome to the Purposely Driven Podcast. Each one of us has a part to play in this world. Our strengths and our gifts make our communities a little bit sweeter. Join me, LaToya Guillory, as I interview community leaders, entrepreneurs, stay-at-home moms, and more. Find out what drives them to get up in the morning and fulfill the purpose God has for them. On this episode of my Purposely Driven podcast, I am joined by Corey Jack. Corey Jack is the owner and principal consultant of Jack & Associates LLC, a consulting firm that specializes in assisting entrepreneurs with forming, managing, and growing their enterprise. Corey has worked with early and mid-stage business owners throughout the country, helping to cultivate and grow their ideas into viable businesses within their respective markets. Corey also shares his expertise through his community service, which includes serving as board president of the Legacy Institute of Economic Attainment, a nonprofit corporation chartered to increase the intergenerational mobility within families throughout Acadiana by promoting financial literacy and teaching entrepreneurship. Corey is the 2019 SBA. Louisiana Minority Business Champion of the Year, 2019 Acadiana Profile Magazine Trailblazer of the Year, 2016 Acadiana Top 20 Under 40 Honoree, and a graduate of Leadership Lafayette, Class 31. Corey holds his Bachelor of Science in Psychology from UL Lafayette and a Master of Business Administration. Corey states, I didn't start a business to make money. I started my business to change lives. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my Purposely Driven podcast. I'm Latoya Guillory with Empowered with Purpose. I have the pleasure of sitting with Corey Jack from Jack and Associates. How are you doing today, Corey? I am doing great. Thank you for asking and thank you for having me on. Well, thank you for being here. You know, I asked you to be on this podcast because you're doing so many great things and Lafayette really needs somebody like you and this world really needs somebody like you to be the driving force of change. And that's exactly what I see you doing. If I don't know anybody else that's purposely driven, I definitely know that you are driven by your purpose. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you and what you're doing? Sure. So my name is Corey Jack, of course, up here in Lafayette. Um, you can probably just, I can probably best be described as an entrepreneur that is relentlessly driven by purpose. It, it empowers everything that I do. Originally from a small town, Mamou, Louisiana, probably an hour north of Lafayette. So um, wasn't exposed to too, too much growing up. But um, once I came here to Lafayette to attend college and uh, start, started, um, you know, filling my mind with knowledge and information and just by the grace of God, he exposed me to uh, several opportunities that allowed me to sort of build a business, not simply to make money, but to really impact lives, right? So um, that's just a little bit about who I am. Uh, I started a nonprofit back in 2014, uh, the Youth Literacy Foundation, to sort of equip the uh, the youth um, and um, 
in underserved communities with books and reading and providing tutoring programs. And from there, I started a business, a consulting business, helping other people start nonprofits and businesses. And I sort of just grew from there. So I used my platform to really just spread positivity and, um, you know, help people um, move their, their own endeavors along. That's awesome, Corey. That is so good. That's so good. What you're doing a lot of different things um, from board memberships to uh, helping open up schools and different things. And you just did two conferences um, this past month. Uh, so what would you say, what does a typical day look like for you? Sure, sure. So I do, I'm, a, I'm an early bird. I wake up in early in the morning, usually like 5, 5.30. And because of that, I won't stay up too late, right? When I was in college, it used to be the opposite. But um, I wake up early, I'll get a lot of things done. Um, I wake up early, of course, open up my computer, and honestly, by eight, nine o'clock, I would have done a day's worth of work um, because you know no one's really sending emails or or phone making phone calls during from five to eight, right? So five to nine. So within that amount of time, I can get like a day's worth of administrative things just absolutely out the way because after nine o'clock, emails and phone calls and physical like meeting in-person meetings will dominate the rest of the day, oftentimes till five, six o'clock in the, in the evening. So um, I'll do that in the morning. Um, then I'll schedule meetings and things like that. Uh, you know, in late morning, I'll usually try to work out during midday uh, and then like finish up the rest of the meetings uh, in the afternoon. Now, as you mentioned, I wear several hats. Um, Jack and Associates, which is my company, consulting company, um, I help assist, I partner with organizations locally to, pro to provide entrepreneurial support to small businesses, but also I have a national client base, uh, which I, I'll have virtual meetings with um, this throughout the day. Um, so I have that hat. Also the executive director of Holy Rosary Redevelopment, we're, rede we're redeveloping and restoring some historic property in North Lafayette that's going to um, be a multi-use facility uh, in the community that's going to provide healthcare and recreation and educational services and things like that too. So I wear that hat, hat on a daily basis. And then you mentioned board services. So I'm like the co-chair of Leadership Lafayette, which is really, really like building and fostering uh, Lafayette's next wave of leaders. And I sit on the board of um, a couple of other organizations, organizations as well. So you can kind of throw a dart at my day-to-day -day routine. And if you do, you'd hit one of those things. The great thing about it though, this is the busiest I have ever been in my life. The great thing about it is this is the most peaceful I've ever been in my life for a few different reasons. I think the self-care routine I've implemented recently has helped, but also of all those things I named, they all connect to each other. They're all, they're all similar and they all connect and it, it, it still tugs on the same part of my purpose. So it makes it a little bit more easier to, to handle and to do those things. Yeah, I believe when we're walking in our purpose, it's like we kind of get this um, training in strategic planning kind of thing. And like you said, when we do things, it, it links up, it all it all pulls on your, your heartstrings. You know, um, you talked about all your different hats. I wear a lot of different hats too. Yeah. And they all just, it, they seem to work together. And uh, what I like to tell people is like, if if it's not purpose for me, I'm not doing it, you know, because I get asked to do a lot of different things. I'm sure you get asked to do a lot of different things too. And, yeah. you know, no is a complete sentence, right? And so if it doesn't line up with my purpose, 
and it it has to go. It's not something that is purposed for me. And so I let it go. And so when we're we're walking in our purpose and we're learning how to strategically and we're we're walking into things that hold value to us, it holds value to who we are as a person, our family values, our legacy and things like that. It seems as we talked about earlier, it seems like we're doing all of these different things and wearing all of these different hats. But in actuality, we're just walking in what we do best. We're utilizing our strengths and we're walking in it. Absolutely. Absolutely. If there was anything you could devote your life to, what would it be? Here's the thing. I'm, I'm grateful to have an answer to this question, right? Because there's a lot of things that I do. I'm like you. I've, I've, now I've narrowed in on the things that I feel are, per- are related to my purpose. I've learned to say no to a lot of things. So a lot a lot of things that I do now is attached to my purpose, but this is what really drives it home for me. Then those who know me closely knows this is where my heart is. Of all the things that I do, you know, I help people build businesses and things like that. And um, But it's whenever I help the youth. It's when I, it's whenever I impact the life of a youth, specifically African American, like African American youth. After I, one of them tells me something like, "Thank you, Mr. Jack, I've learned a lot," or "Thank you, I've done this," or "You've helped me with that." I cannot describe that feeling to you. It is the most fulfilled I feel in, in life. That feeling is greater than any check I've ever received to do anything. Um, so helping the youth overcome hurdles that many of us have, have had to overcome, uh, whether that's financial, um, where they're from, lack of access to opportunities, believing in themselves, that's the biggest, get, get, getting them to overcome their own um, things that life has taught them to internalize that's not true about themselves. That is the greatest thing. I'd give my life for that. Uh, that's why I truly feel why I'm here. I know why it took some self-discovery. I know why that's the thing for me, but um, above everything else that I do, um, I grade myself on how many young black lives I can impact so that their twenties look vastly different from how my twenties and my friends' twenties look, that they can walk into prosperity um, very early in life. So that's what it is for me, above everything else. And that's so important because we can get into these mindsets, even as kids, that your life, in order to be prosperous, your life has to look like this, like this rapper's life or this person's life or whatever, when it's really not even that. If you apply the principles that you need to apply to be able to be successful, those principles don't mean gold chains and whatever else or you know your basic principles can make you successful I mean you came from Mamu you know I grew up pretty much everywhere but the majority of my life was spent like in a small town in New Jersey called Mays Landing or Pleasantville yeah (laughs) you know and then I come to a small town. I lived in San Antonio for a while, but then I come to a small town called Lafayette that I never even heard of, yeah. you know, and, and Empowered with Purpose is born. And basically for that reason, to touch the youth, to touch families' lives and to right. give them the message that I didn't have and, right. when I was growing up. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
I can definitely relate. So we talked a lot about, you know, doing things that we're purposed for, doing things that line up with the purposes that we have for you or for our lives. What would you say your definition of purpose is? Man, that's one of those things that's hard to reduce down to a sentence. But um, so I, for me, walking in purpose is whenever you're in alignment with the very thing that you were put on earth to do. Um, it's whenever you're um, walking down a path that's aligned with what, what your destiny is. So I'm a very spiritual person, right? And I think about the title of this podcast, right? Um, so a lot of it comes from that. Um, I was I was raised in church, right? So that I had that given to me at a very, very early age. But, um, you know, I, I do feel as though, um, you know, God will provide like, provi like provision. Like as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do, of course, it's not going to be easy, right? But nonetheless, those things will ultimately be provided towards you. So I'll, I just feel like being aligned, um, with, with your divine, you know, purpose, what you're destined for, it, it is destiny. And it's like now as an adult, I can go and look in my childhood and see little glimpses of it along the way, right? Uh, um, I was my grandmother's favorite child. I'm just going to put that out there right now. I'm thinking, I'm thinking one of my 26 cousins might watch this. She loved all of us the same. You guys know that. But uh, so my grandmother would, would take care of that. She would watch me in the summertime and after school when my mom worked and like uh, she always seen something in me um, and she couldn't explain it. And my mom would say the same thing. And when I think back to the things that they seen, it's kind of what makes me who I am today. Life experiences along the way has further shaped that. Um, and they always told me that God had plan for my life and I know we throw that phrase around and things like that but whenever they said it I would get like the shakes or the chills sometimes because even as a kid I guess I believed it so even when I went through my very very insecure high school years and young adult years I was a very insecure individual very insecure man not so today that's obviously changed but that kept me that kept me going right that I felt that I was put here to do something and I, I, I couldn't like let my own insecurities and, and stuff like that and doubts about myself stop whatever it was that the my pastor my grandmother and my mama so told me the scene it was uh in me as a child so I think just tapping into that I think is like a um, exemplifies like how I view purpose walking in purpose so when would you say you knew what your purpose was when I built that nonprofit, I would say that's probably what it was. Um, and here's the thing: I built that nonprofit out on like on the back of pain. Like so, like I, 2014 was a very rough year. For, it was the roughest year of my life. I had a broken engagement. I just took a job that I hated. A lot was going on not with even within that year but just within a, a month's time life-changing things happened and so when that happened i was like i'm going to do everything that i've ever wanted to just never had the confidence or courage to do so pain was the what drove me into it and i picked what it is that was in my heart and that was the 
you know, help kids because I think of people who start nonprofits, there's a lot of issues to attack. There's, there's homelessness, there's people aging out of foster care, um, there's mental health, there's a myriad of different issues uh, that hunger, right? So I knew it was the youth. I was an avid reader growing up. So it was the Youth Literacy Foundation. But once I built that nonprofit, it's just amazed because I went from no one in the city knowing who I was. I finished my master's degree. I'd go to I work for AT&T. I'd go to work. I'd come home. No one knew, knew who I was in the city. But as soon as I started that nonprofit, this, the, the doors that opened up, the people that started calling my phone, the newspaper articles came, the 20 under 40 award came. All this recognition came. People who own businesses started calling me. People who own like, the grand chambers of commerce is all because of what I did. So that's like the provision I was talking about. Things just started opening up. You know, I went from, I was a somebody already, but for the sake of me putting, you know, a little mustard on this thing, I went from like a nobody to like, who's this Corey Jack person? I didn't do it for recognition because I didn't know anybody, right? But it just opened up. Now I, you know, conferences and, you know, the travel, that all that looks nice and whatever, but I got my start doing something for the youth. So I just felt like that I was in alignment for that. And like mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier, the feeling I get after impacting youth, I, I can't, it's like a drug. I, nothing has ever matched that feeling. I felt, I feel like I'm supposed to do what I'm supposed to do that. When I get like a positive report from a kid of how I impacted their lives, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing that. And I, nothing else makes me feel that way. It's like you, you do something for these kids and then you see them grow up. Mm-hmm. And you see, I just got off of a call, one of the, a little girl that I used to, she was, she's not little, she's grown now, yeah. um, but I mentored, I mentored her when she was 13 up until high school and life happened and um, she didn't complete high school. She ended up getting married before she completed high school, had a kid and whatnot. And now she's calling me for advice because she's going back to college. She finished her GED program and just to see the growth knowing who she was at 13 and who she is now there's there's something about that feeling and 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 the fact that she's i mean she's good and grown now almost 30. yeah they're calling me and saying hey what do you think about this i need your advice you know and just that feeling of being able to be there for them and answer those questions even when they're grown you know and seeing what they're becoming even though life threw them curveballs they're still motivated to be everything because you help them kind of see life in a different light right yeah Man, i don't know how, how deep we can get i know you'll edit it out if it's extra <laughs> but you know you, you asked like what it is that made me realize it and you know in like i said in retrospect i can see some things you know undergrad is in psychology i went back to get an mba but in psychology you know they taught us like this inner child meditation to where you you kind of you as an adult you go deep inside yourself and you walk down this long hallway and you come across a kid that's crying, walk up to the mm-hmm. kid, go and look into you at five or, or 10, whatever age the trauma occurred or what, yeah. And now that you're an adult, you sit down and you talk to the kid and you talk to him and you see what it is that, why are you crying, right? So your adult version of you is talking to your kid version of you. Whenever I learned that meditation in college, I'll make all my friends do it. They would cry. They would bring tears to grown men and women, but I could never do it to myself. I would always mm-hmm. check out, it was just too deep and too heavy. After 2014, a few years later, I just worked on myself. I was finally able to do it. I realized I'm tied to these kids because in some way I'm healing the child in me. 
the, the child that did not grow up with, that grew up without a father. So I think the reason why I get chills whenever a kid tells me I've impacted their lives is because that's the chill that I was seeking as a youth. So in a way I'm healing myself through, yeah. So that it's, that's another reason why I feel like I'm kind of walking into something I'm supposed to be walking into, you know? Yeah. Like a better word. Everything that we go through in life has a purpose, even the rough stuff, mm-hmm. you know, for you it was 2014. That was, that was a bad year. Last year for me was a bad year. Year before last was a bad year. Um, but everything I walked through in that year, there was a lot of, um, a lot of low self-esteem, a lot of just trauma where the job that I was working was involved. Um, but to be in the season that I'm in now and be able to help people who are going through what I went through in that season, you know, healing that person that went through everything the year prior, you know, there's just something about even though it sucked big time, <laughs> edited, it was unhappy, was going through depression, all these different things, even though it sucked, now I can say, listen, I went through this, you know, yada, yada, you know, maybe I can kind of help you get through that season as well in that, that healing of trauma and things like that. And, and ultimately, it even triggers some things from childhood and that kind of thing. So you're always healing in different seasons as well right right mm-hmm. all right where do you draw your strength from oh yeah no god that will give me that answer first and foremost other way um god i like so i was um i was born in the, i was raised in the church you can almost say i was born in the church i was raised in the church i always knew that you know i all the the old ladies in the front row like I, I hear all the hymns I still hear the hymns my grandmother would sing and like look up towards the hills where my help comes from so this is the strength comes from the Lord right but you know as I grew into an adult I went I had a so my our pastor was like a hellfire and brimstone pastor like if you don't do this you're gonna burn in hell you don't want to go to hell don't you a rich man opened up his eyes that he was in hell so mm-hmm. in my childhood a lot of it was about escaping hell but as I grew into adult, it became loving God for who he is, right? So um, that, that's where my strength comes from. And um, so I always want to stay connected to that. So I, that's the first answer. Second answer is my mother. Um, wow, I, this grown man loves his mama. I love my mama. <laughs> I'm the best mom in the world. I love my mother. Um, so, you know, I just, think, I just think about her and all the sacrifices that she's made. Um, that she's made to me uh, for me, so uh, uh, I am not about to let all those sacrifices go away. So I'm gonna do something with this life, you know. Uh, also, going back to the first reason, God, I hear this quote that I like. It says, uh, "God has invested entirely too much inside of you for you to grow comfortable or settle in anything less than what you are destined to be." I'm not gonna let God down. Secondly, I'm not gonna let my mama down. Uh, thirdly, I. I <laughs> Uh, I draw strength from from this, this third thing in the sense that they won't let me slip. My friends, my inner circle. I have an inner circle of three people. I have, I have several friends, but my inner circle is three, three people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they won't let me slip. I, they're not yes men. Um, if I'm slipping or I'm wrong or I'm in my own way, they know the real Corey. They don't know the pleasant Corey, the motivator and the entrepreneur and the church guy. They know the, they know the real me, right? <laughs> so if I let any of those other traits that no one see get in the way of anything, they call me out. But at the same time, they are my biggest cheerleaders. They are the first to celebrate me anytime I've reached some milestone or things like that. So um, they are my guardrails, but they also, I also draw strength from them and we draw strength from each other because we push each other forward um, in everything that we do. So we check in on each other. So um, I would say that those three things. That is so great. That is so great. And those are some really good strengths to draw from, you know, um, we need people like that in our lives. We need our family, you know, um, I used to, I don't know if they still say this in the church, but in the church, they used to say your family is your first ministry. Right. Yeah. And so um, I'm not one of those fans of those hell and brimstone preachers. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's not God's character at all. He's not right. going to scare you into heaven. He's going to love you into heaven. Right, and right. so all of that hell and brimstone, don't come at me with all of that stuff. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> because that's not the heart of God. Right, right. Um, but then having your family behind you, your mom and everything. And yeah. my mom is my biggest cheerleader. She'll come out here. <laughs> When I'm doing anything, she'll come out here. You know, right. I'm good and grown, 40 years old, but she'll I'm her baby girl, I'm her princess, you know, and all right. that jazz kind yeah. of thing. And then having that that friend, that friendships, you know, those mm. are so important because right. you need those people that, that know you, like intimately know you people that you can be vulnerable with because we can't do life by ourselves. You know, right, we have right, to have right. people that can check us and not everybody's going to go to a counselor, even though counseling yeah. is good. Um, not everybody's going to go to one and you still need those people that are going to say, hey, what you doing? Right. Calm, calm down. <laughs> you know, so that's awesome. All right. What is your favorite scripture or quote? That could, that could be like a two hour conversation, but uh, <laughs> um. I'll give you a scripture and a quote. So the scripture, there's many to choose from, but if I had to pick one, I'd say Philippians uh, 3, 13, uh, 13, 14. So uh, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing that I do, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forth to those things which were before. Um, it's Paul. So, man, there's so many scriptures, but I like this one because I almost feel like it puts life in perspective. Um, you know, forgetting those things, the, the trauma of the past, the bad experience, although I don't necessarily want to forget them because they helped mold me into who I am today. But nonetheless, not letting the steam of, of the past make me bitter. So forgetting, the, forgetting those things in that sense, especially 2014. I'll never forget 2014, but um, I want to forget the lie that it told me that this was life, right? Um, and then reaching forth to those things that are before me. I love that. In fact, I might do that too much. I'm learning to live in the moment because I'm, my mind's always on tomorrow. Uh, but nonetheless, I stretch forth forgetting those things. And so I actually heard a message recently where the the, the speaker took a different view of the message. He's like, like the first part, I count not myself to have apprehended or I count not myself to have attained it yet. So whatever it is I am reaching for, I haven't reached it yet. In fact, Paul, who said this, said when he was dying that I've completed my course. So 
death, you completed it when you were dying. So life is, that tells me life is a continuous learning process or you will always be reaching. Uh, so acknowledging that piece, but also the speaker said, look at the other two parts, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forth to those things in, in the, uh, before me, but making sure that um, you're never caught up in a state of mind where you're just forgetting, trying to forget the past or running from it. And that you're never always so caught up in the future that you miss today and you miss your family, the time you have with your family and, and you miss the, I don't know, the, the rainbows and the roses. You, know, you stop and enjoy the moment. So, you know, making sure that you leave time for today and not just forgetting the past and reaching forth the future. So that's the verse. The quote is, and I don't know who, who quoted this, it says anonymous, but um, set a goal so big that the only way to accomplish it is to grow into the person who can. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. going to have to send me that one. Yeah. Uh -huh. So how can we find you? Where is Corey? How can we find you? What social media handles do you have? Website you have? Sure, sure. Well, I'm, all, I'm on Facebook. My wife is on Facebook. So you can just, go to, uh, just type in Corey Jack and I, I should pop up. But um, also my business page is on um, Facebook, Jack and Associates LLC. Um, my business page also has a website. So jackandassociatesllc.com. So J-A-C-K, the letter N, associatesllc.com. Um, also on Instagram, um, if, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll probably see more of my life because my personal page, oftentimes I use like a business page as well. So it's polished. But I have a life outside of that polished stuff that I show you guys. You probably would see like more of that on Instagram. But yeah, that's, uh, that's how you can reach me on social media and via the website. Okay. I would have thought you would have been on LinkedIn too, no? I, I am. And I need to do more and be better on LinkedIn. I have a friend that constantly reminds me that, Corey, for the things you're doing, you don't understand. You have an audience on LinkedIn. So I am on there. I just need to be more active on it. Awesome. Awesome. Do you have any products or services that we need to know about? Sure. So current, my current uh, products is all Jack and Associates stuff. So um, of course, anyone who's interested in um, like starting a business or a nonprofit, but not just that though, anyone is interested in monetizing their passion or um, just creating supplemental income for their family, whatever that looks like cooking food if you love to cook and selling it or just whatever. It doesn't have to be some full-blown enterprise, right? Anyone's interested in doing that, um, I have consultations, I have eBooks, online courses, things like that. But I have a number of things, which if you go to the website, you can see all those things. Also, um, I put it out on the Facebook page as well. Those are geared towards my entrepreneurs and my social entrepreneurs. One thing, it's not out yet, but it's going to be released in Q1, the end of Q1 of next year. This is going to be not so much for the entrepreneurs, but it's the death to comfort zones movement. It's not just about, uh, it's not just about entrepreneurship, but it's about overcoming your own personal barriers. Um, so we're going to address imposter syndrome. We're going to uh, address redefining failure because all the moguls that we tend to uh, look up to like Oprah and Damon John and all these folks, they all seem to have the same perspective on failure. It's not a bad thing. It's part of the process. So we're going to take a look at that. And then we're going to also uncover, do some work to uh, uncover um, what, if our inner child is still calling the shots or not. So that's just like part of what 
the first part of depth of comfort zones will look like. But like I said, not just give towards entrepreneurs, that's good for everybody. So we're going to have a couple of things coming out um, next year. So we'll be on the lookout for that as well. But if you follow me on social on Facebook, you'll, you'll see that material as it's being launched uh, next year. So. That's amazing. Well, Corey, it was a joy having you with us today. Thank you so much for joining us. I look forward to seeing everything else that you do because you know it's not over. The Bible says that your gift makes room for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This has been the Purposely Driven Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this podcast interview, and I look forward to you joining me in the future. If you enjoyed the show, please give it a subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. New shows are posted twice a month for your listening pleasure. See you next time.